Welcome to the Brew News Podcast. All the news is fit to be brewed. I'm Andrew. And I'm Laura. And welcome back. Thank you. It's been uh, quite some time since we've recorded. Yes. Um, we've got uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up for everyone. Uh, we've got... Uh, We'll have an episode. We have two episodes with uh, a new brewery in uh, Greensboro later this month, and we've got some uh, some big uh, news with me, Travis, and LV later too. So, ha- welcome to season three, everybody. Sorry. Yay. <laughs> I don't know why I have these headphones on. <laughs> it's been a bit, uh, but yeah, this is season three. Uh, we are. Um, we've got Laura with me today, and we are going to talk mm-hmm. about some uh, some vacation spots potentially for people in yes. North Carolina. So, Laura. When you think of breweries and brewery towns in North Carolina, what do you think of? Where where are you going for the best breweries or going for breweries in North Carolina? I'm thinking Asheville, obviously. Obviously. I'm thinking Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte's got a lot, according to the ads. Charlotte does have a lot. (laughs) Um, I guess the right answer to what we're doing is Wilmington? No, actually, that's the wrong answer. Okie doke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're not supposed to think of Wilmington. When you are th- when you think okay. vacations, you think Wilmington. I was just trying yeah. to be a teacher's pet. No, no, no. You failed. Okay. <laughs> but like uh, in like North Carolina, there's a couple of big hot spots for brewing. Charlotte, you nailed that one. Asheville, it speaks for itself. Um, and uh, the Triangle is also popping. Mm-hmm. So that's the Raleigh-Durham area. But you did mention Wilmington. So what do you think of when you think of Wilmington, when you're not thinking of the beer? What are you thinking about? I'm thinking of the beach. That is a correct answer. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what it is you want me to say. Don't try. Just <laughs> give us your gut. I'm thinking downtown. Okay. But uh, yeah, you think of the beach. You think of um, summer fun. That's what I think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you think of like a, a, a holiday vacation town. Um, I didn't think of beer from Wilmington. And there's a really good reason for it. But before we find out that good reason, how will we try some of this Wilmington beer? Let's get started. For all this beer, we got actually from a bottle shop in Wilmington while we were there on vacation over the summer. Um, and this is our mistake for not recording this episode earlier because we have a couple IPAs here that we should have drank a long time Whoops. ago. So we are opening our first beer tonight. is the is from Flying Machine Brewing. It's from it's a Vimana Kolsch style ale. Uh, it is a Kolsch style ale brewed with biscuit malt and NC oat malt. It's five point one percent alcohol, thirteen IBUs, uh, and it's sold in a tall boy can. Uh, now we're doing two beers from Flying Machine back to back. So let's try this Kolsch. Hmm, it's got a it's got a nose I wasn't expecting from a Kolsch. More like a, yeah, that's like a, more, tastes sort of skunked. Yeah, I could see that. But which is odd because it's in a can, so it shouldn't be skunked. If it's, because skunked beer is usually from light struck. Um, so I guess it's intentional? Well, Kolsch, yeah, I could see that being fairly intentional with the with this. Now, it still has a little bit of light, fluffy head. It's pretty much crystal clear. Well, it's a little foggy, but pretty clear yellow Kolsch. It's, it's nice Kolsch. Now, where is Flying Machine? So, Flying Machine is off of Randall Parkway, uh, which is, oh, good lord. Wow, there's a bunch of breweries I had not even seen. Oh, Panacea is yeah, like, one I haven't even heard of. Exactly. Okay. Bill's even, Front Porch Pub and Brewery. I've, I've heard of Bill's. Wilmington Brewing Company. We've got some. There seems to be like a pocket of them. This is not near. Downtown. No. Downtown. This is, 
Um, if you zoom out, it's on your way. It's between downtown and campus. Wrightsville yeah. and campus. And yeah. UNC, oh, yeah, it's uh, right UNCW. actually near UNCW. All right. So let's do a little bit about, while we finish this beer, let's do a little bit about Flying Machine. So Flying Machine Brewing uh, opened in 2018. It's Wilmington's largest brewery. It's housed in a 16,600 square foot facility with a 10,000 square foot production area, tap room, two story outside patio, alongside both an indoor and outdoor bar. Flying Machine also serves coffee, kombucha, hot chocolate, and wine. On the weekends, catch live music and dine from local food truck on site. Hmm. When looking up Wilmington breweries, every single every single uh, article I've read had the same information from every brewery. <laughs> so <laughs> Cut and paste. Yep. So that's what I did, exactly. <laughs> so this one's relatively new. We have not been there before. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, we were there in 2019, so we could have gone to Flying Machine, but we didn't know it. And by largest, I don't know. I don't think they mean production. I think they mean purely physical space. Yeah, I think bec- like largest tap room. Yeah. And now we do have two beers for them. <clears throat> so this is their IPL. It's called the Governable Parachutes. And it looks like a lager. It's got a little bit of head on it. It smells like a lager. It smells like an IPA. That's the hops. Mm, you're right. Yep. Now that I get closer. So, uh, governable parachutes and IP, IP uh, India Pale Lager brewed with Grungeist the, and Mosaic hops. Smell the mosaic. Yep. Four point eight percent alcohol. Uh, also in a tall boy can. And honestly, I love the artwork they have. They have these like fake flying machines that people did. This is like a blimp with a propeller. It's supposed to be some dude flying, old timey flying machine. And this is like a building, like a ship with wings. They remind me of that episode of Big Bang Theory where they have the time machine and one of them says that it looks like something Elton John drove through the Everglades. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums us up. Uh, but yeah, the only photo, we'll have photos on our um, Instagram, but. I like this way more than the Kolsch, but I'm much more of a. Hophead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured you would like that more, um, but that is good. I'm glad we got this. Mm-hmm. So for context, we stayed downtown, mm-hmm. and there was a bottle shop right outside our um, hotel. Andrew went by one night and got some stuff to take home. Mm-hmm. So all this is from from the bottle, bottle shop. shop. And I can't remember what it's called. Let me look it up real quick. And it is called Bombers Bevco. There you go. There we are. All right. So uh, while we're enjoying these beers, uh, let's dive a little bit more into the history of Wilmington breweries in particular. So Wilmington Brewing mirrors most of North Carolina. There were no breweries in Wilmington until the mid-90s. And uh, as Andrew has described to me, it's pretty typical of North Carolina. It is. I just got a talking to. You did not. <laughs> now I have to cut that. <laughs> I'm leaving everything in. I don't, I don't, know, in. <laughs> I don't know any of the rest. Okay. Um, well, the next one's pretty simple. 1994, uh, Tom Durge opened Wilmington Brewing Company. Not to be confused with the current Wilmington Brewing Company. Uh, Different. Yep. This uh, this WBC grew a lot. Uh, in the mid-90s, there weren't a ton of breweries in this country in general. There's you know, a couple hundred, not several thousand, as there are now. Uh, it was located off of River Road, and they, they were, had a ton of community support. Um, now, in 2000, Tom did something weird. He sold that brewery to Williamsville Brewery. Um, and ultimately, Williamsville Brewery turned into Duck Rabbit Brewing. Hmm. What were we calling Duck Rabbit the other day? I don't know. Someone was calling it a weird name, one of our friends. I don't remember. Um, mm. I don't know who you're talking about at all. Um. So, 
after that, I guess, mm-hmm. Front Street Brewing opened in 1995, which is in downtown Wilmington. Um, and it was the first microbrew pub and restaurant in Wilmington. Uh, yeah. In the world. Not in the, not in okay. the world. Not in all the world. There's, there's no details here. Um, but we've been there. Do you know it's how nice. little details there were on Wilmington Breweries? <laughs> <laughs> we, it's left up to interpretation. Um, but Front Street actually hired the first female head brewer in North Carolina, um, Kelsey Cole, mm-hmm. in the mid-2010s. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, so like the rest of the country, Wilmington has seen a major rise in the number of breweries. Um, however, it was a touch behind the curve. Um, I mean, we're talking uh, 2015 was when Kelsey Cole was hired as the first female head brewer um, in North Carolina. And there weren't a ton of breweries at that time. Well, 2015 is different. But um, a lot of the country saw a huge craft boom, especially North Carolina, a craft beer boom in the mid-2000s. So sometime between 2003 and 2008, oh, 2000, really 13, you saw a huge boom. Wilmington doesn't see that. They're a bit behind the curve. But I say we crack into a next beer. So. What you got? Our next beer is from Wrightsville Beach Brewery. Uh, also, this is also from that bottle shop from Bombers Bevco. And we're going to drink next to their Puppy Drum Pale Ale. So if memory serves, this one is on the way into Wrightsville. Like it's on the mm-hmm. intercoastal maybe. I'm curious. So it's off 17 on your way in. Yeah, so not too terribly far from like Dockside. There's actually another brewery right yep. over there, Waterman's. Waterman's. That's pretty cool. I yeah. love a good brewery cluster. <laughs> it's not really walking distance, this cluster. But You think? No, I would I would not walk that personally. It's trying to walk Andrew is very non-adventurous. So this is the Puppy Drum Pale Ale. Uh, it is an all-American pale ale made for long days on the water, chasing red rum, crisp and refreshing with the right amount of hoppiness. It's 4.9% alcohol, uh, no IBUs on the can. Uh, now, a puppy drum is a red drum or a spot or a redfish, depending on where you are uh, located. Um, it's an interesting little fish. They're really tasty. I like them a lot. They're delicious. Okay. Oh, what? my God. I don't know how I feel about this. It's got a very now. Admittedly, these beers we probably should have drank before. Um, I would have sort of said that right at the jump. But let's see, when was this guy canned? He's got a weird, funky nose to him. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, okay. Pale ale had a baby with a sour. Yeah, there's there's lacto in there. Okay, so yeah, this has some bacteria in it. It's possible that it's... Should I stop drinking? No, I mean, it's bacteria like lactobacillus or something like that. It's fine. About to get sick. It is tart. You can put it in my glass if you need to. Yeah, so this is the puppy drum. Uh, puppy drums are delicious fish if you don't get, if you haven't had one before. But while we are... Never si- heard of it. Oh, it's delicious. We, had, we caught a couple, a couple years back. So while we're talking about... Uh, while we're drinking this one and Laura's slowly making it down her gullet... Trying hard. I'll give us a little bit of backstory of Riceville Beach Brewing. Uh, it opened in 2017. In a sea of local breweries, Wrightsville Beach Brewery seeks to offer a unique and local touch. In addition to a full bar with 40 tap lines, including an oyster stout, IPA, and pilsner, the brewery serves brunch, lunch, and dinner, featuring locally caught seafood, a variety of pizzas, sandwiches, and specials. Each month, a different local charity is featured with 11% of the proceeds of the beer of the month going to the featured charity. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The next beer we're drinking is also, also from Wrightsville Beach Brewery. It's the Signal Fire Session IPA. 
Uh, Laura, you want to tell, let the folks know a little bit about this beer? So Signal Fire, the Session India Pale Ales, 5% um, ABV, and it's in collaboration with local roots reggae legends, Signal Fire. So is that a local band or something? Okay. Um, It's an intense, silky smooth Session IPA brewed with oats and loaded with tropical vibes from a bounty of El Dorado and Cascade hops. Let's see about that. So with oats, let me uh, just go based on this. Oats, I'm expecting a nice soft mouthfeel. Eldorado, I'm expecting to get citrus, cascade, probably a little bit of pine mixed in. Tastes like birthday cake. I think compared to the last one, because the last one was so sour, this yeah, one to me tastes sweet. It does taste sweet, <laughs> but that is because the puppy drum pail is tart. <laughs> it's a birthday cake. It's not supposed to be tart. Hmm. I think our palates are a little jacked up from the puppy drum. The puppy drum did mess things up. Now, this is very effervescent, very bubbly, mm-hmm. very carbonated. Um, would I drink a pint of it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah. It's a nice session. It's actually a bit more more body on it from a session IPA than I expected. Mm-hmm. More like a like a nice uh, type of uh, pale ale. Hmm. I like it. I'd give I'd give this one a shot, this, this brewery a shot. Oh, yeah, I would yeah. go in a heartbeat. Yeah. All right. So we've heard about uh, unlimited power from uh, Jafar. He likes unlimited cosmic power. Jafar? But... Does Wilmington have unlimited growth opportunities for their breweries? No. Maybe? Unlimited? Unlimited I would say cosmic power. Everybody has a ceiling. I don't think we're there. So That's fair. And Janu- like I said they- before, they were behind the time- times mm-hmm. when it came to their breweries. In January 2014, there were only two breweries in Wilmington. Front Street Brewing and Bill's Bar and Tap. Uh, Bill's is more of a um, uh, bar. They have a few house beers, uh, but they're mostly catering to the local beer scene. They have 13 taps or so, but only four are, local, are their actual home brews. It's a great place for state fans to gather and watch their Wolfpack play. Is it like one of the designated yeah, Wilmington? Yeah, it's a designated Wilmington huh. place. Yeah. At the start of 2014, there were only two breweries in Wilmington. By January 2015, there were seven breweries in Wilmington. So within a year? Within one year, five opened. five opened. Technically, two of them aren't in Wilmington proper. That's Broomtail and Good Hops. Oh, Good Hops, like Carolina Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Broomtail actually also has a second location that, for the Sour House. But they did. O- but Ironclad and Flytrap Brewing both opened in 2014. In t- yeah, in 2014. And Wilmington Brewing Company, uh, which we will be having a beer from them in a few minutes, Um they opened in 2014 in 2014 as well, and they're also located in Wilmington proper. Um, so uh, in 2015 and 16, it slowed down a little bit. They only opened one brewery each of those years. So Waterline Brewing opened in 15, and New Anthem Beer Project opened in 16. Hmm. 2017, though, a couple more folks opened. Did they? Did they now? The Teach? The Teach opened. Edward Teach, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Watermans and Wrightsville Beach Brewing. Yep. And then in 2018, the last of the big boom um, breweries to open that was Flying Machine, Mad Mole, and Skytown. So in a four-year span, Wilmington went from only two breweries to 15, and none of these breweries closed either. So mm-hmm. that's a big thing, like the restaurant industry or brewing industry. Like you'll be open for a few years and then you'll close down. We're actually having that right now in Greensboro. One of our breweries. Has been open for five years, and they're closing uh, at the end of February. So by the time you've heard this episode, Greensboro will be down a brewery. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, 
that's really impressive to go from two to fifteen in such in four years. Mm-hmm. And speaking of two to fifteen, we should crack open our something from our next brewery. Sure. Let's do the Jorts Party from Wilmington. I love it. Yep, from Wilmington Brewing Company. This is a Jusit IPA. It comes in at seven point four percent, and it's a little fuzzy. All right. So when I see juicy IPA, I am thinking more like tropical fruits. Um, what are you thinking, law flavor wise? Yeah, tropical like <laughs> yeah. pineapple, mango. It's not crystal clear. Um, it's more clear than I'm assuming the next beer will be. Um, but yeah, let's see. They say, drink me now, fresh is best. <clears throat> That's on us. <clears throat> uh, it's made with pale wheat, flaked oats, flaked barley, uh, golden naked oats, and carapils. Uh, and the hops are uh, warrior for the boil. The whirlpool is mosaic and dry hops mosaic. So it's going to have a really nice stone fruity. It should have a nice stone fruity character. A little bit of apricot to me. Yeah, I'm getting a good combo of some mm. stone fruit and some... Astringency. Like, that is a little a, bit of citrus. And that is astringent, too. And I don't know if that's on purpose or not. Usually with a higher alcohol IPA like that, that is inten- intended. Define that word. Astringency? Sort of like a... Like, it's like, you know, when you drink hops, like you get a, like a dryness. Like a, when you drink a really big IPA, like a normal IPA, you get a little bit of bitterness in the back end. Like a dry red wine? No, not quite. Not quite as smooth to me. Hmm. Um, like astringency, to me, the way I perceive it is it's like sort of drains the life out of the back of my mouth. I'm just trying to experience it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I'm quiet. I yeah, keep I know. sipping. I don't have a good example right now. Uh, if you ever had the um, the Hoptimum from Sierra Nevada, mm-hmm. I think that's the one, that thing is astringent. It's like drinking shoe nail, uh, fingernail remover. I don't think that's accurate. It, it, it is. It's, <laughs> and it just, to Number me, one, how do you know that? Don't ask questions. You don't. You know just imagine to. that's what it's like. But it, it's like a, a. It's not quite. It's like over bittering in the mouth, the mm, back mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me, I get a little bit out of this one. To me, not my favorite IPA. I like the Signifier better, and the IPL I thought was much, was very excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thought that was really good. Yeah, I like the IPL IPL a lot. Yeah. So let's. Let me let's do a quick uh, touch up. We've talked about Flying Machine. We talked about Wrightsville. Let's talk a little bit about Wilmington Brewing Company. Yeah, so okay. Wilmington Brewing Company opened in 2014. They started out of a love of home brewing. Um, they are a unique spot where patrons can drink beer, purchase supplies to make beer. So they have some kind of like uh, Rowling Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah they have so a bo- they, they have a homebrew shop. Homebrew. That's just, yeah. that's on my part. Yeah, um, and witness the brewing process all in one place. So they're known for some of the best IPAs um, around, and they previously placed number one in the NC Brewers Cup competition in the um, IPA category and number two best in show for their Weekend Vibes IPA. Um, they have a cozy tap room, um, and they have an airy back room, you know, with ping pong games and other games. Ping pong tables and games that you can kind of hang out and yeah. enjoy your drinks. Yeah. Now, we have not been to Wilmington Brewing Company. I would love to go sometime. Let's look at location. Uh, the location is... It's actually really close to uh, Flying Machine. Uh, it's right over by the university, wherever that... There's in Tama, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Takiera. So it's somewhere around here. So it's right near the the university. Cool. It's right across the street. So no worries about having uh, staff. Always have a, mm-hmm. a plethora of staff. Now, 
while we wait to get to our next beer, our final beer of the night, let's talk about some of the breweries we've been to. Now, we've, we've not been to all 15, mm-hmm. but we've been to a, a lot. Um, I guess we'll do from top to bottom. Or do you want to do your favorite? Let's do our... Uh, I, I like to think about it from a location perspective, because mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about, like, if I were to go, where, what would I do? So we stayed in downtown. And that's why we've been to some of these. Is the, yeah. The five main ones we've been to are all within walking distance of downtown. And then we've been to Good Hops as well, mm-hmm. which is not. So if you get a hotel and you're in the, you know, downtown Riverwalk area, you can walk to, you know, different breweries, restaurants. That's what we like to mm-hmm. do. Um, so I think what was our first brewery we've ever been to? I think Front Street. Front Street yeah. for our first time in Wilmington in the Wilmington beer scene. Yeah, the first then that was uh, years ago, probably twenty fifteen or so. I yeah. think you and I went down and we went to Front Street. Yeah, that was exactly it. Um, and they have good kitchen, a really good uh, restaurant there. I like bar food, but like mm-hmm. good bar food and yeah. drinks. And- um, we've been to Ironclad Brewery, which also opened in twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. uh, which opened in twenty fourteen. I was not a huge fan. They do a lot of English-style beers. Um, it, it's fine. Uh, it was really big for what I remember. Like It was huge inside. tasting yeah. room's huge. So their notes are located in a renovated building dating back to 1925. Ironclad Brewery pays homage to Wilmington's rich history, maintaining the building's original brickwork and roof while repurposing the original hardwood flooring throughout the brewery. Offering signature beers as well as other local brews, Ironclad focuses on being community-oriented and socially responsible. The brewery also features entertainment, including live music, and serves as an event space. I'll give it that. If their goal is to be a community bar, they are that. I would not say they're the best brewery in Wilmington. That's fair. But they are, it's a nice space. It's a, it, like Laura said, it's very open. If it, you're downtown and you're yeah. walking around, definitely worth a go. Just not after eight o'clock. On Monday, yeah, we got, we got burned by Ironclad. We were, I forget what day of the week it was. It was like a Tuesday or something. Yeah. It wasn't even like a, like a. According to the website, Facebook and Google, they were all supposed to be open. For like another hour and a half and they were yeah, closed. Yeah, and we night. rolled up at like eight ten, hoping to get a drink and the chairs were already up on the bar. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, uh, we'll go somewhere else i guess we're done yeah we're not gonna go thank you um (laughs) another downtown brewery uh is new anthem beer project they opened in 2016 um we just went there this past year that we went there in 2019 yeah we basically stumbled (laughs) upon it the the dog is (laughs) making noises for no reason um yeah we stumbled upon there was a um if oh, memory serves, there was a like farmer's market type thing outside. Yeah, literally right in front right, of Right, yeah. Um, so we were just, you know, walking around and shopping. This was in September. Um, and then stumbled into New Anthem. Yep. Well, you're well, you described that, I'll pour it. Yeah, next so they're known for their hazy IPAs in diverse range of styles. I know we got flights when we were there. Um, so they have a fresh take um, on hop forward and innovative beers while respecting the process, ingredients, and flavors of the classics. Um, with the original location in an early 2000 century stable, it does have that like large door. Yeah. Um, I could see that. They recently expanded their production facilities and opened their second location. Um, oh, in the South Front District. So that's, we've been to so the second location. So we've been to the second location. Yeah. And for if you hear any pups in the background, that is the newest Pod Pop Bugs trying to play with his big Pod Pop sister, Ellie. Um, if you hear any yipping, that's just him trying to get Ellie riled up. We are not abusing our dogs. <laughs> that is crazy. That's him, yeah, trying to egg her on. That's him trying to get Ellie to play. 
Um, and now we, yeah, we've not been to their original location. We have been to their second location uh, in downtown. Like Laura said, it's they have a farmer's market there most weekends. And it's like, great. You, you can't miss it. Yeah. Haley. All right. So our last beer is the Kitten Biscuit. It's a New England style IPA brewed with lactose. So it's pretty foggy, pretty cloudy, but not nearly as bad as some mm-hmm. uh, lactose IPAs I've seen where you like can't see anything through. I like that. All right. Uh, it is brewed with pale malt, wheat, oats, and carapils, and it uses no boil hops. Whew, this is going to be very low IBUs. uses Whirlpool Citra and Mosaic, and then Dry Hop Citra and Mosaic. It's very smooth. Mm. Yeah, a lot, uh, the Mosaic comes through really hard on the nose, I feel. But you'll notice that it it's not as... Oh no! Not as astringency. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no astringency on it. That's because there's no no um, boil hops. No bittering hop at all. That's damn. That's it's very good though. It's got yeah. like all the favorite flavors of an IPA without the super um, any bitterness. Bitterness. Yeah. So yeah, there's no bitterness in that beer. If you got that one friend who you're really trying to get into IPAs, <laughs> this is that. This beer. is a good gateway. It's very uh, juicy. Very, yeah. Very juicy, which is funny because the juicy IPA was not. <laughs> no, yeah, this is juicy. It's like creamsicle smooth. Yeah. I wonder how good this would have been fresh. Because this type of beer, in particular New England style IPA, is just supposed to drink f- super mm. fresh. We've had it. It was bottled in <sighs> August. In August. Well, it was, I think it's really good, though. Fresh when we If it's this it. good six months later. Yeah, it must be delicious. Um, now, we've also been to Good Hops Brewing. It's a family-owned and operated. Uh, it's Carolina Beach's signature brew spot and showcases a variety of local brews alongside free tastings, tours, and a beer garden. Uh, the small batch brewery operates on a three-barrel system, brewing beers of all styles with flagships including Boardwalk Brown Ale, Flip Hop IPA, Donna Golden Ale, and Classic Good Hops Pale Ale. Bring your four-legged friend to the dog-friendly brewery. It does have a really big open space. Uh, enjoy the spacious beer garden or play a round of nine hole par three disc golf at the course just steps from the brewery. This is truly like a beach brewery because yeah. it's close to Carolina Beach. Um, there's not much going on around it. So it's. Yeah, you you're, you go there, you have a couple of pints. Now it's an English style brewery. That, that's their goal is more English ales. So you're expecting, that's what you're expecting, more of that English style. Yeah. Uh, low alcohol. You're, you're not expecting like. This the the kitten biscuit is eight percent. Yeah, no, this is more of a a session place yeah, where you can session. drink for a while. Um, they do have really nice picnic tables. I know when we went with Andrew's family, we brought a picnic mm-hmm. and hung out, had drinks, played games. Yeah. Now the last two breweries that we want to talk about before we get into talking more in general about Wilmington and their brewery scene um, are Flytrap and Edward Teach. I'll let you choose which order you want to go in because I want to save your favorite for last. Hmm. There is a right answer. <laughs> you want to save my favorite? So I, I think there's a difference between favorite beer and favorite ambiance. I will give you that. Okay. Because that is that's a fair, and I would agree with where you're going with yep. this, because I think I So follow. do you want me to talk ambiance and you can talk beer? Sure. Okay. I'm out. So <laughs> in terms of awesome ambiance, the Edward Teach Brewery, which opened in 2017, is located in the Brooklyn Arts District, and it was walkable from where we were um, kind of on the north side. And it's two blocks from the other brewery I'm about to talk about. Yeah, so um, we, we hit both, but... Edward Teach is really cool because their bar itself is huge downstairs, mm-hmm. and it is in the shape of a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're pointing. Oh, first floor bar. Uh, oh, my God. I said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then upstairs resembles the 
uh, ship's rigging. So it is two stories and they've got games around. Um, I don't, they don't have a kitchen. So I imagine you could probably bring food in. Mm -hmm. Um, They probably have, you know, food trucks occasionally and events, but really nice and cool ambiance. The beer, I think, did we get flights We got flights. It was good. It was great. And we Mm -hmm. sat upstairs. We did it for a happy hour before going to dinner with Andrew's parents. Honestly, it was really fun. Super cool. They have a beautiful bar. Oh my gosh. Yes. The interior, it really is like someone took a ship. And so this is a former firehouse where it's built. So it's like they put a ship inside the firehouse. Uh, like this big old pirate ship. And it's super cool. It's named after Edward Teach, uh, you know, North Carolina's most famous pirate in mm-hmm. Blackbeard. It opened in 2017 in that, you know, this, the third wave of Wilmington breweries. Um, Definitely a must visit, oh, I would say. Super if cool. nothing else for the ambiance. But they do have uh, currently eight draft beers and, you know, enough to get a nice flight. Very cool. I actually think that's a little dated because I think they had more than that when we were I there. think you're right. I think we, we had, because we had four people, we all got four flights and... We had mix and match different things. Yeah, I don't know if we had 16 different beers, but we definitely had 12 or Yeah, go 12 with some so. friends, bring some cards or just, they got games there. I think they had oh, like yeah. a major um, Connect Four upstairs. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah, things, yeah, four, things yeah. like that. So way fun. Super cool space. Um, don't get too drunk and go upstairs because you will, you may fall off. You may walk the plank, and that's not a joke. There is a plank. There is a plank. I think there's railings, though. So for my money, though, the best beer in Wilmington is Flytrap Brewing. Uh, This opened in 2014. This was the first of the new wave of breweries that opened in 2014. It's named after the Venus Flytrap, whose native habitat is within 60-mile radius of Wilmington. So this is a North Carolina native plant. It's a North Carolina native brewery. The brewery offers a unique experience with a focus on Belgians and sour ales, including the signature Raider's Red Ale, named after local horticulturalist Stanley Redder. Uh, located in the Brooklyn Arts District, it's literally two blocks yeah, from blocks. Edward Teach. Um, uh, choose from a large selection of signature brews alongside five rotating guest taps. The brewery is adorned in local artwork and hosts live music, food trucks, and seasonal events so- so- showcasing local businesses and artisans i cannot talk tonight i want to say we were there on um a sunday night and there was a food trucks you know like mm-hmm. there was still a lot going on for a week or a, you know work night this reminds me of flytrap physically reminds me of pretty much every small brew pub every small not brew pub, every small brewery you ever go to in any town yeah it's you know, sort of like a a random building in the middle of a neighborhood or in the middle of some yeah it was pretty residential um and it's just a random building that there's a brewery there and they make great beer andrew loves it i do and love. It, it is very good i think we went there twice yeah on that one trip on that one trip but they've got night they have it's relatively small indoor bar but then they have picnic tables um and like seating outside yeah dog friendly we saw people there with their pups mm-hmm. no food so so hit Hit that one and hit Edward Teach in the same go. And then yeah. um, and all the other there's some things. delicious restaurants right around there. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. True. All right. So that brings us to rampant speculation time while we continue to drink these delicious beers. And not this one. <laughs> so um, while we continue to drink, we're going to have some fun, drunk, random speculation. So why do some cities in North Carolina have a booming brewery business while others do not? The triad where we live in general has relatively few breweries relative to our population size. We have nearly a million people in the triad. We have Greensboro and Winston-Salem, two of the top 10 largest cities. Greensboro is number three and Winston-Salem's either four or five. So, you know, really big cities for North Carolina standards. 
Um, we have High Point that's about half, uh, you know, most of the size of Cary, um, you know, 100,000 people or so. And we don't have a lot of breweries. The biggest city in the triad has six as of, as of the posting of this episode, seven as of the recording. Um, the triangle we already talked about, Raleigh and Charlotte have just, uh, triangle, sorry, Raleigh and Durham have a boatload of breweries. I wonder how much, Ra- or yeah, the triangle has per capita compared m- to our per capita here. It's much higher. Per capita? Yeah, even per capita. If you Now, if you take the whole triangle in general, it may not That's be. That's what I'm thinking. But it's not. But Raleigh versus Greensboro, it's about a two to one population size. And they have three or four times the number of breweries we do. I would not include just Raleigh, though. I'm thinking like Apex and Nightdale. But, but then you have to include their breweries, too. So you get mm-hmm. Apex and Night, Nightdale. That's fair. Think, yeah, you, you start tossing that in. Charlotte I just has a bunch. I think like Greensboro is not a tourist mecca. Well, that, that's the question. So, like, Asheville, Taurus Mecca, yeah. 40, I think it's 50 breweries for 60,000 people. Mm-hmm. It's itty-bitty. But then you have thousands of tourists. Tourists mm-hmm. coming in. And then the water. So, you get the bigger breweries coming in. Um, you have the bigger breweries coming in, mm-hmm. doing big boy things. And that breeds, you know, if you are a production brewer at, like, let's say, Sierra Nevada, and you want to go out on your own and be creative, you can start a brewery in Asheville. Like, walk out the door and start a place. You're good to go, and you have all that that built-in knowledge. Um, but that's Asheville, so be it. But Wilmington has 15. It has almost. But they're also a tourist town, and they're a tourist town. That that has to be why, like, because Wilmington's a lot smaller. It's bigger than Asheville, mm-hmm. but it's not anywhere close to the size of Winston Salem or Greensboro. Nowhere near the size. So not only are they a tourist town, so they've mm-hmm. got this downtown Riverwalk area that has a concentration of breweries. Um, which it helps to be around other breweries. Mm-hmm. And then you have UNCW where there are, you know, a little crop up of breweries. You, know, breweries. Yep. you do notice that there's like brewery districts. Yep. In different and cities. then you have right outside, you know, leaving Wrightsville, you've got two more, you know, at least two to three breweries right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breweries do seem to be like, um, sort of like bacteria. Yep. That's in what a, I was thinking. In a good way. That's not exactly weird. Was that? What yeah. You? I oh, was really? Thinking, yeah. Okay. Like you get one and then they sort of like crop up and yeah. you have like I was districts. thinking more of a fungus, but. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, Some they, biological process. I mean, you go to uh, Asheville and you go to the South Slope. People talk about the South Slope mm-hmm. of Asheville because that's. You have beer districts. It's like 15, 15 breweries within walking distance in Asheville. Uh, when we were in Chicago, um, mm-hmm. remember like that West End area over by the Goose Island production facility but then there was also Haymarket and um uh the the, the blanco taco blanco no i can't remember right now exactly yeah. what you're talking about yeah the that cruz blanca cruz blanca yeah that was excellent like you had what seven breweries right in that area um but so i just don't think number one greensboro doesn't have the same yeah district type area i mean we do have like downtown breweries but mm-hmm. then everything else is just kind of yeah. Here or there. There's I, no rhyme or reason. I do think uh, that's the biggest thing. Like, I think um, Greensboro, I I would contend that I think the Triangle has more breweries per capita. And Charlotte definitely has more breweries per capita. But they also see more, not even just tourists, but even just college people students. coming there. College students. Yeah. Um, you know, they have, they are more of a destination being a capital. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to the museums for the day or mm-hmm. whatever. And like, or a concert. I was going to say, to Durham's perspective, you have the D-Pack. Yeah, which we've been to breweries because we were going to the D-Pack. Right. We would never have gone to those breweries otherwise. And they're within walking distance. Once we get that G-Pack, downtown's going to light up. <laughs> um, but, like, I guess it's got to be it. Like, 
you have two cities. If, if you're looking at North Carolina, like the four the four hot spots, I guess for brewing mm-hmm. is you know two super large cities and in the triangle. I'm counting that as all as one. It's not even a large city, but like the whole conglomerate that is the triangle mm-hmm. and Charlotte. You then have Asheville, tourist destination primarily. It was originally a tourist destination, and now it's a brewing mecca. Mm-hmm. And Wilmington is a tourist spot. Yeah. So like you're you're getting especially Wilmington because they're getting they're going to have people year round. You have know, mm-hmm. the beach in the summer, and then to a, get out of the the cold in the winter. Like you're going to have people year round there. Yeah. Um, and you have year round people in Asheville. Yeah. But that's in got, larger cities, you just have you know lots of traffic, people yeah. coming through for various reasons. Greensboro just doesn't have that. Yeah. Now I have to think like from like a macro perspective, Greensboro is not. Cre- Totally crazy. Like, if you look at us versus Chicago or New York on a per capita basis, we're doing pretty damn good. Yeah. But by North Carolina standards, um, we're not doing great. Um, now, Greenville, South Carolina is another example of a city that's got a really good and vibrant brewing mm-hmm. um, scene. But it's not, it's also relatively new, but it's also not nearly as like outlandish as Asheville. Like, mm-hmm. I do think a city of 200,000, we're what, 250,000 people, give or take? Yeah. I think we should have, you know, around 10 breweries or so. Um, but I've heard some people say you need one brewery for every 50,000 people. I think that's a little low. Personally. I was going to say, <laughs> um, what? That's a little low. Dear God. <laughs> but uh, I've heard that number. I was like, no, that's that's wrong. That's wrong. Asheville. That cannot be right. That's, that's obviously wrong because Asheville's got like a brewery for every. 1,250 people. <laughs> we'll think about all their tourists, though. Oh, yeah. But, like, they still have a stupid amount of breweries. For the six tourists that we get in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Greensboro is a great place to live. Terrible place to visit. Or go watch the video on YouTube. Because oh, the it's best still there. place is in the middle. I really hope it's still there from the and Greensboro Tourism from Department. From Greensboro Tourism, <laughs> circa, like, mm, 2005... <laughs> And Andrew and I make an appearance in that video wearing tie-dye and cheesecakes by Alex. If I can find a link to it, I'll put it in the, uh, it's the show great. notes. It's yeah. <laughs> It's very catchy song, though. Greensboro did it right. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe that thing's, a, that thing's real. Oh, we'll God. find it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's really all we have at this point. We just have a lot of good beer to drink uh, and work tomorrow. So. Yep. Well, I'm going to go play Trivia Crack. And drink my drinkies. And I'm going... Like Baby Yoda. <laughs> You're going to sippy sip on your Baby cup. Baby Yoda told me to sippy sip in my cuppy cup <laughs> and have my drinky drink. All right. Well, uh, everyone, uh, thank you for uh, putting up with our hiatus. We're probably going to go back on a hiatus in a little bit. Uh, but welcome to season three. It's going to be sporadic. Whoop. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. And drink local. Oh, yeah, that. Wherever your local is. Or drink someone else's local. Yeah, drink someone. It's all cool. Just Just drink. Just drink. (laughs)